In June of 2020, the skit guys began filming a movie? That was Family Camp, and this is Godfellas! Hello, folks, and welcome to Godfellas, the podcast that refuses to sleep on the ground outside. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Miss Hannah. And I'm Mr. Jimmy. And tonight we are talking about the 2022 movie Family Camp starring the skit guys themselves. But before we get into that, we uh, had a question for our social media. So uh, Family Camp is a, you know, it's a church-y event, and that kind of made Hannah and I wonder, what are some church activities that should never be turned into a movie? So, Hannah, I believe that you have um, an answer from Instagram? Yes, um, from former guest of the pod, Peter Kohanic, he said, altar calls. Mm. Firm agree. Firm agree. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a take on that, <laughs> but I don't. It's is he just talking about the act of of altar calls or like a movie that is an altar call? Well, I guess it would be the act of altar calls. Yeah, well, but... I mean, those are such intimate, private moments. So it's like that's not unless somebody wants to tell their story. Like that's not that's not. I don't know. Like that made me think of less of like altar calls and more of like at camp. Like, I, this was mostly at camp, maybe, like, youth groups. They had something called Cry Night. Yes. Where, like, you try to make every... The thing is, like, every kid goes to the altar crying. Mm-hmm. That's something I thought of when he said altar calls. Yeah. I'm, see, when you put it like that, though, I'm like, oh, there's a take, though. Like, there is a version of the movie where I... I mean, I think about the movie Jesus Camp. And when you made it oh. camp, I think about, like... When they're up there like, Harry Potter is evil, and if you like it, you are bad. And the kids are like going to the altar like crying. I'm like, oh, well, there is a version, I guess. That's a but scary take. It is, yeah, but <laughs> see now- But an effective one. <laughs> amen. I don't know, Jim, Pastor Jimmy, what do you- <laughs> You're the one who uh, is involved in, in all of these. What do you think of the altar call movie? Um, uh-huh. The altar call the movie- like like you said, unless there was a a take on it, I think I don't I don't know how you would make it. Um, would it would just be your regular Christian movie, like someone gets saved at the altar and that's the end of the movie? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. No ideas for me. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not make yeah. that one. Let's not. Well, we also threw it over to uh, the Real Lounge on Facebook, and we got a few answers. Uh, Drew Forrester, friend of the show and the host of the Creator Pod, said. The making of that crazy church-only punch that involves Kool-Aid, ginger ale, and sherbet. <laughs> that is so spot on. <laughs> but, I can picture it's like a pink and green mm-hmm. and like maybe a little orange in the sherbet. Like that is exactly what I'm picturing. 
But my mind went immediately to the menu where like every dish reflects um like a different like part of the rich people's lives. Sure. So now I'm kind of like you make like a real time 85 minute movie about <laughs> about like this drink represents what our church is. I and then suddenly I'm interested. Okay, so you're doing like a movie. I was seeing a documentary almost uh, in the vein of the aristocrats. Like everyone has their own version of the story, and they're trying Ooh. to track down where Ooh. who who invented this punch. See, now it just sounds so fun. Yeah, you're you're gonna find a take to all of them, aren't you? <laughs> well, there's a few on here. I mean, I I did so. Spoiler alert! I I did this last night and was really interested in some of the answers. Mm. A lot of them I found a take for, a few of them I didn't, but uh, Joe Frost, uh, another frequent guest on the show, he said elders meeting, to which I immediately thought 12 angry men. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, the real Twelve question you should have posted, yeah, the real question you should have posted in the comments or on, in the lounge was, what Christian activity could we equate to a movie title or a pre-existing movie? <laughs> oh, there or, we go. Yeah. <laughs> Elders oh, <angry> men. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know yeah i don't know yeah well then joe had a take and he said uh in 12 angry men those people don't know each other but elders know each other's secrets plus mm-hmm. religious manipulations and then i was like this sounds like a really cool play <laughs> like this mm-hmm. sounds like a really I was gonna good say, movie it sounds like a good like mini series d- yeah so i don't know brad kane had one which because he he was so specific, I'm kind of like, I agree. Where he said the planning meetings for VBS. Sure. Yeah. Which, like, those are weird if you've ever been in one. It's a mixture of, like, people who are very passionate, people who just want to help, and people who are over it. So mm-hmm. it's it's not even that fun to talk about. So I think that one is a would definitely make a, a pretty terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Hewitt said youth group lock-ins that's, that's coming to freebie yeah. I See, think you've got a good but then story I, there well, well then I was saying like a real lock-in because I've said this before every youth group lock-in should end at 1 o'clock because like that's when it stops being fun because like at, at 1 o'clock everyone starts getting tired and then the activities are like here's this movie or here's this this and you're just like i'm so tired right now. <laughs> like even as a kid it was like so this is over right um but then i thought about bodies 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 <laughs> and i was like a bodies 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 youth group movie i'm i'm actually i'm into that sure get out there and see bodies 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 people it's good do it and then to round it out zach fan of said baptism the movie yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know, Jimmy. What do you think would be the worst? What What would be the worst one? Uh, I mean, the the ones I think altar call and uh, baptism because it's such a specific event. Yeah, I th- those two were my least favorite of the pitches. The other ones kind of sounded a little fun. Like you could kind of pull something if you really tried, like the Twelve Angry Men take or the Bodies, yep. Bodies, Bodies. But those <laughs> other, those other ones, I was like, how do you stretch? It'd be like turning, like when they turn a Dr. Seuss book into a movie. Like it's like yes. it's like three minutes long, and we're gonna try to squeeze ninety minutes out of this puppy. Yeah, don't squeeze yeah. your puppies. 
I don't know don't why I said that. Your, don't, <laughs> don't squeeze, don't your, squeeze your puppies. <laughs> um, I thought of another one, the drive to camp. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then I was thinking, which is worse, the drive to camp or the drive home? Home. Yeah. I, yeah, home. Yeah. The kids, the because kid- the kids talk the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And also, well, they're like, they get this camp bravery on the way back. Like, yes. I, drive kid, you, I could drive kids to camp that I've never met in my life. Like, they sign up through the community, and they're kind of like on their best behavior. But then they go to camp for a week, and they feel like they own, like, the place when they're coming back. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's just good. Good confidence. I thought of um the pastor's kid like hanging out after school but before the night is over like in their parents office at the church alone. Oh gosh. Cuz that was me. What a uh, boring movie. <laughs> what a playing terrible movie for hours on end. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I will say, so when I was a kid, this is kind of embarrassing. I had to do that too. Um, and I would cut out pictures of the veggie tails and like put them in a little folder in my mom's office. And I would just play with those. Right. So fast forward to 2023 at, at the preschool where I teach, the kids um, are obsessed with color by numbers. And I did all the Disney princesses and they started cutting them out. And today the one's like, let's play paper dolls. And they were doing the same thing with like these, these paper uh, Disney princesses that they colored. So I always thought I was weird. Turns out I was just ahead of the curve or this is a thing that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that's the movie paper dolls. You got to like yeah. Yeah, trace back. Who was the first to make paper dolls? Who- Ooh, that's a cool that's a cool band name. Paper dolls. If yeah. there's not a band name called uh, Paper Dolls, you're welcome. Family camp is the highlight of our year. You ask our family, it's the greatest place on earth. I'm sorry. I was late. Again. What, what do I got to do to make up to you? How about we go to that camp? Church camp? Hey, family! Welcome to camp. What, the Ackermans? Don't seem to have an Ackerman here on the list. You made the final payment online, right? Hmm? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You guys! This is glamping! What? No Wi-Fi. I can't wait until you realize there's no air conditioning. What? Now, where's my yummy bride? Oh, honey. Hi, hello, your family. <laughs> oh, I'm Grace. Stop! Not another word. Oh, here's my card. Intergalactic chiropractic. Oh. oh, buckle up, everybody. The Camp Katakwa Trophy. You should see this baby on my mantle at home. The family that takes home the most points at the end of the week takes the cup from my cold, dead hands. If you think we're going to be friends with that guy, you need your head examined. Alrighty. Well, it is time for our feast. It is uh, It's Friday night. And we're just pulling into camp. Uh, we're going to have a little hot dogs and hamburgers and a little bit Ooh. of fellowship time. So I'm really curious. What were your thoughts going into this movie just from the trailer? Because I watched the trailer before I watched the movie. And then what were your preconceived notions going in? Um, I haven't seen too many of the skit guys stuff, but I was really familiar with them because I've seen the one the one like so so many times is it the chisel one where he like yeah yeah yeah. i've seen that one so many times so i was like really familiar with them and i was like okay um i've never really seen them do anything like comedic what 
sorry, that's just mind blowing to me. That I've only seen their serious. Well, ones? that you haven't seen their comedic side because I'm. I'll, I'll tell my thing in a minute. I don't want to step on your your thing. That's just really crazy to me. So I was kind of like, okay, yeah. I I think I was I was very intrigued. I was I I think I was ready to be engaged. If that makes sense, like I was ready to be intrigued. I was ready to, to to take this journey and see what they came up with. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I mean, growing up in doing Christian theater, the skit guys are like, I would say, and this is without a sense of irony, are like top market like skits. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the last four years working in like, you know, theater for the church. And every time someone needs a script or something like that, the best option always came from the skit guys. You, Cause it, it's kind of a thing, you would scour the internet for something and it was all not good. And then eventually you would go to the skit guys website and you would find something palatable or pretty good. And that's not to say every skit was amazing, but that was a lot of times the best option. And I think they were aware of that um, they had a book of skits called Lactose Free for those of us who can't stand cheesy skits. And they were very, like, church skits are badly written. They're badly this and they're badly that. Like, very critical of, um, I would say, Christian art being subpar. Like, they were very outspoken about their disdain for that. So I was actually hanging out with um, my friend Brian Richard Smith... Uh, he's on TikTok. And um, he was telling me that this movie was going to come out before I knew anything about it. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, so these are the guys who have really pushed that Christian art needs to be like as good and well-made. So immediately, I would say I set the bar pretty high. and Because it was kind of like, all right, like prove yourself now. I actually remembering I have been in skits that were written by them. I don't yeah, remember what yeah. any of them were though. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> At all. <laughs> you and knowing what you've done for your summers, Hannah, I know that you have been in those skits too. <laughs> the, same, the same skits that Zach and I were in as well. Well, I would say even then we did the one time blind skits oh, and yeah. a lot of those were way more like the skit guys had like I don't want to say a subtlety. But, like, there's one episode where, um, trigger warning uh, for sexual content, there's a one-time blind skit where, like, somebody's watching South Park and somebody else comes in and they're like, I can't believe you're watching this. It's so inappropriate. He's like, it's not hurting me. So the other person's like, okay. And then they put on, like, pornography and someone's like, what's wrong? And they're like, "Uh, it's not real. It's not hurting anybody. And I was like, so the skit is South Park versus what? What? So, and <laughs> you you never found that in like a skit guy skit. It was always like, this is pretty funny. It's got a pretty good message. We're in. We're out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't <laughs> I know about that Jimmy's skit. Yeah, I was like, who's yeah. speaking that skit? Maybe yeah. we'll like find it and read it on the. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Great episode idea. We yeah. do live readings of horrible skits. <laughs> that's that's very good. There we go. That's it. We have to. We'll get Michael. We'll get Brad. We'll get. There you go. If you're listening, you've already All probably been reached people. out to. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. 
And uh, just to, to round it out, I watched about 15 seconds of the trailer. We I picked this movie after <laughs> while we were chatting a couple weeks ago. It's like, oh, I need something for, for my week. And um, I didn't watch enough of the trailer because I got a Christian version of the movie Grown Ups kind of vibe. Like sure, uh, everybody's sure. buddies going to family camp. And I thought that was the thing, but it was not that. So I had a different expectation, but I thought because I like their skits too, I was like, I'm probably going to enjoy this because I enjoy their their work. Uh, Zach, since you are encyclopedic, can you give us a brief <laughs> synopsis of this movie, please, for those of us who might not have seen it? If you haven't seen it, friends, it is free on Amazon Prime, which I found out by accident because I was looking it up on Redbox. Hmm. Tommy A- Ackerman or Ackerman? Ack- Tommy Ackerman is your typical workaholic dad who spends most of his free time playing golf and not going to church with his family. After his wife encourages him to go to family camp, he runs into the intolerable family, the Sanders, led by goofball dad, Eddie Sanders. This family camp, they're going to have to encounter each other and their own personal faiths. Who will make it out alive? That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I had to turn my camera off. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, after seeing this movie, what category movie would you describe this as? If that makes if this makes sense to you, when I'm watching a, a, a movie, sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, this is like an ABC level kind, uh, ABC Family level kind of movie. This is like <laughs> a, a really bad um, science. A video that you might watch in school where the acting is just like this is how gases work kind of like a like an after school special kind of style or this is like a hollywood movie like what were right. what kind of category did you view it as it if the hallmark channel and the disney channel original movies specifically if they had a baby i think that that's what this is hmm. did you have any more it's the same. <laughs> well, no, I mean, so I would, I, I would didn't say, want to cut you off. No, I would say I, I compare this to the best camp movie, uh, mm-hmm. Wet Hot American Summer, and um, I don't know if that's just because you know, and this is, and this is kind of where it gets tricky. Back then, they shot on film. Now they shoot on digital, and so every movie kind of looks like a YouTube video, unfortunately. Um, so it is kind of hard because I don't know how many camp movies have been made in mm. recent years. So just like the aesthetic and like what so the most recent ones I feel like are those Disney channel E type movies, like your mm. camp rocks and stuff like that. So I think just based on the aesthetic, that's kind of why I lean that way. Mm. But I mean, you know, it is kind of like the set wasn't that expensive. I imagine. So it didn't, it didn't look bad. It just, you know, mm. I think that's just, I don't like how digital, filmmaking tends to look and that's more just a reflection on where we are as a movie going society rather than the film itself maybe Hmm. i thought you were going to say the best camp movie is camp um wrong (laughs) wrong a week away (laughs) yeah i was surprised you didn't say a week away i mean it did it it looked similar to a week away i guess right yeah i would say that um i would say it fell on my if ABC Family and uh, TBN had a baby. Whoa. And I say ABC Family because, well, I I have to throw TBN in there because I feel like ABC Family movies were really dramatic 
Um, but it had the feel of an ABC family movie. Sure. Like they always took like a dramatic turn, like way too dramatic for the story it was telling. Um, and I don't think that's necessary. Actually, well, there was a bit of a dramatic mm-hmm. <laughs> point at the end of the movie. Um, so uh, yeah, but that that's how I felt. It, 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 it fell. There you go. Yep. And I, I feel very similarly. Hannah, uh, ABC family, Disney channel movie, but also as a compliment, I think. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cause sure. the thing about this, uh, if we go back a couple of weeks when we were watching Samson, I said it almost <laughs> felt like a, like a, like a CW kind of like a feel like, that. Yeah. Was a, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, it wasn't as good. The, it, it looked even worse. It looked even flatter than this. This movie had a little bit of life. I mean, the settings are different, but oh yeah, yeah. it was. It, and it, it looked good, and it was ABC Family acting where it's it's believable, but it's not like taking itself too seriously. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, we did give a brief synopsis. A uh, brief synopsis. I don't know if we're we're probably going to get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the film, once again, yeah. it's free on Prime Video. But uh, right now, uh, speaking of spoilers, a big portion of this family camp. Before we go on, family camp for me. Uh, also, my expectations going in family camp in the Salvation Army is usually only about two and a half days. Right, you get there Friday night, you leave Sunday after church. So the fact that yeah. camp was a week was interesting to me because as the movie progressed it was like after night one so i was like okay this is our midpoint of the movie and then you go <laughs> through saturday and then something on sunday so uh it was interesting to see a, a week camp so that was kind of fun uh during this camp a big portion of the story revolves around the i forget the camp's name but the awards so there's different activities that families can participate in and w- earn points to win the big trophy at the end. So they do like uh, orb soccer, they do darts or whatever. Catequa, Catequa, yeah, camp, 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 cat, camp, camp, family camp. How do you spell it? K a t o k w a h. Katoqua. Katoqua, I think, yeah. Yeah, Katoqua. Camp Tecoqua. Katoqua. They're going to take on the camp. <laughs> camp Tecumseh. Camp Tecumseh. Uh, the Camp Tecumseh Award. <laughs> Shout yes. out. All right. So uh, so anyway, so the trophy is a big part of that. So we're going to call this, we're going to enter right now the positive zone. We're not going to say anything <laughs> anything negative about the movie. It is Ooh. time for the trophy ceremony. What did you like about Family Camp? I don't want to give a backhanded compliment. Mm. I I feel like so many of these Christian movies, if you take out like the Christianity, you don't have a movie. And this one, I felt like if you took all of the Christian elements out of the movie and just like, you know, kept it like the dad works too hard and like, you know, whatever like you would still have a movie that maybe if it's on TV you watch and you know get a good chuckle out of. So I would say it wasn't a movie where um cuz cuz you know there's there's so many I've had so many conversations where people are like Zach you can't talk critically about these movies because consider the message and all the good that they do for people. This one I felt like as a movie on its own aside from the Christianity like it it made a, a pretty good point for the most part. Um, being that I didn't really find it uh problematic. And at the end I was like, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, 
behold our, our Christian movie, which is only going to make sense if you're a Christian. Like, I think a non-Christian could watch this and be like, okay, like I get it. And maybe I can take something away from this. Mm. Yeah. I, um, I thought the dynamic between Tommy and Grace was really good. Like, mm. I think that family chemistry was good. I liked the stories that they were doing. Um, I, again, I think I was really intrigued by Tommy and Grace specifically from the beginning. I thought he did a really great job, like, in the grand scheme of the movie. Oh, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. He I was, was a solid leading man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And while playing, like, the straight character, like, still had a lot of great comedic moments without Eddie around. Like, you know, he didn't, you don't think so? No, no, just you brought up the elephant in the room, but we can't talk about it yet, so... So, um, yeah, I would say, like, for, like first initial, like, positive response, that was really strong for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. And once again, and that even having, I've only, I've seen Skit Guys stuff live, like, people doing, buying the script and, yes, and doing it. Yes. I've only seen, like, one or two videos, so I wasn't really too familiar with, with their work and how they're, like, you usually have like Abbott and a Costello, right? So he's obviously going to be the straight man. So I was like, oh, but I, I liked how he did it. Um, I really liked how this wasn't a God's not dead. Uh, yes. Dad works hard, but he's not dead. He doesn't work hard because he hates God. He has to rely on himself and he's a man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just like, you know, he's like the average church dad i'm sure in a church that size he he, he comes because his <laughs> wife kind of drags him along and maybe he prays sometimes but i feel like there are actually tommies in the world so i feel yes, like he was an approachable yes. character and i i thought that making this not even a journey about him getting even closer with god it's just like all right he's 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 a christian or at least he checks that box on a survey and he talks right. with god sometimes he goes to church sometimes he's an average dude and uh he's not evil because he hates the Lord. I really appreciated that aspect. Yeah. Here's same. Gosh, I feel like such a jerk because it, it feels like everything nice that I'm saying about the movie is like a backhanded compliment. But I mean, here's here's the thing I'm going to say. Like, you know, I think if you love movies like, and again, I, I'm, it's going to sound so mean. It's going to sound so mean. And I hate that I'm going to say it. But I think if you love movies like Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 and like that brand of Adam Sandler comedy, like you're probably really going to enjoy this movie. And I mean, I'm not it it sounds dismissive of me, but I know that there are people who love those movies and who really enjoy them. So I think like if that is your personal brand of comedy, I really do think you're going to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. On its own merits again. Yeah. There's a flavor for everybody. And yeah, and it's yes. it, it does it does fit into that flavor. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about Tommy. Uh Grace, I forget the actress's name again. Uh yeah. if you can bring it up. She was solid. Uh we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how my wife Marcy likes to watch Good Luck Charlie sometimes before going to bed. So she was a familiar face and Lee Allen Baker. Yep. And I thought she was wonderful in the movie. She felt like the the church mom and all that stuff and everything. Most things she did was believable, but once again, leaned kind of into that um, Disney channel, ABC family territory, particularly the scene where she uh, just kind of word vomits all over Eddie's wife 
So she's like, yeah. she comes and she sits down and she's like, uh, Eddie, what's Eddie's wife's name again? Uh, I have, I have the Wikipedia right here. Uh, Victoria, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So when Grace, so a uh, part, a really uh, part where she really stands out to me is when Victoria is sitting by the fire and then Grace kind of comes out and she's obviously upset about stuff and she sits down and Victoria's like, Hey, you, you kind of want to talk about stuff, you know, we're at family camp and I make, I can maybe help you. And then she's like, no, 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 no. I'm okay. And then she immediately stands up, picks her chair and like moves it closer. And then word vomits all over her. I thought that was, uh-huh. it, it was, it was cute. It was Disney channel humor and it, it kind of yeah. fit and it landed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, Brandon Potter, Quintus from The Chosen, was in this, and I enjoyed it. Woo! He did pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah, good actor. Yeah, he's good. It was weird seeing him with, like... Um, a beard? A, yeah, a little hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's all connected. Yes, it is. It automatically, that automatically elevated the movie to, to, <laughs> to a thousand. So, uh, any other positive things while we're still in the trophy ceremony? I'm trying. I'm I'm really really trying. Same. Like, <laughs> All right. So I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to okay. like find something nice, and that's okay. I, uh, yeah. All right. So now, uh, friends and family listening, uh, part of the movie is staying inside a yurt. So uh, this yurt is not up to Tommy's specifications. So we are going to enter what I would like to call the Hurt Yurt. What didn't you like about this movie? So I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, why do I why am I not annoyed by John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Why am I not annoyed by Bill Murray in What About Bob? And it's like, while those characters you understand why they would be annoying to the main character they do things that show their humanity where, you know, uh, John Candy, you know, he stole Steve Martin's cab, but oh goodness, he feels so terrible when he finds out what he's done, you know? And then it's just kind of like, he just like talks a little too much. And like frequently there's moments where you see the character's humanity. And what about Bob? Bill Murray, you're like, this man is sick. He's not well. Mm -hmm. The doctor could stand to be a little bit nicer to him. Eddie in this movie is the most annoying, over-the-top character. And he's supposed to be. The problem is he is obnoxious and over the top, I would say, for the first like hour and 15 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. So then at the end, when they want to get real with him, I'm like, I don't like this character. I'm not rooting for this character. Like there are so many like the scene where he gets stung by all the bees and he's gonna die. I was kind of like, is he gonna leave the movie? Like, is, <laughs> is this done? Like, I found him to be insufferable. And again, like, if you had just dialed it back significantly if you had dialed it back significantly and made him like a real person who's just like he's kind of quirky or or whatever if you Mm. had given the audience an on-ramp to sympathize with him i think the movie would have actually been a lot better and it's it's hard you know you can't i don't want to say i lay every fault of the movie at the feet of eddie but i kind of do and it's a lot (laughs) I was thinking the exact same. I think I have some other little little issues, but like I think most of them stem from yeah, I don't have sympathy for Eddie and I don't want to watch him. And I don't think like that harmonica scene in the yurt was not funny. Like it was like 
so unbelievable to me that I was like, I'm taken out of the movie at this moment. And, and yes, Jimmy. I was just going to say, while we were talking about Eddie, it, it dawned on me. You're talking about those those great movies of the past. Is Eddie, because these are the skit guys, right? So they write skits, right? Yes. So is is Eddie the Saturday Night Live character that is funny in three minute chunks? Like That's Eddie, exactly, Eddie goes grocery yes. shopping and wow, Eddie, like he's like cracking everybody's back and it's kind of funny in line. He's checking out the groceries and he, the old lady in front of him is hunched over and then he bear hugs her and then she stands up straight. Oh, thank you, Eddie. That's funny for yeah. three minutes. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes mm. because I was like, in a skit guy skit, if I had to, like, if you're like, we have five minutes to introduce our characters, get the thing like, yeah, over the top, loud, obnoxious. And I was like, if this was a five minute bit, yeah, I could see the audience roaring and laughing because it's like, I don't need to like this character. I just need to understand who they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, no, if if you're going to take me on a journey with just these two guys in the woods and I don't like 50% of them. Like, I'm sorry, you know? And like the whole thing is built on like misunderstandings and like them getting annoyed with each other. Cause again, like that is the movie planes, trains and automobiles. And I absolutely love that movie. Mm. Like, because both characters are you, you get both of them and you feel for both of them and you enjoy the journey even though it's filled with misery and pain because you because eddie isn't a character and he's you know a three minute like skit character stretched out to a two hour long movie Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's really hard to like care gotcha hannah take eddie to the chiropractor how would you write a better Eddie. I think a better version of Eddie would be a quieter guy that was just really clumsy. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I think part of the gag is how he looks. So, like, you don't need to have too much, like, over-the-top voice, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah? What? Okay, I have a take. This might be... I don't know if a Christian movie is ready to deal with this. Because Eddie's, like main thrust is that he's too controlling of his family and his wife doesn't feel seen or heard, which by the way, I actually really liked that point that she made. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, about like, you're too controlling. I thought that was really cool for a Christian movie to bring up. I I liked that. Yeah. Um, To me though, because his kids in the movie don't really do anything and his wife does so little, I think I would have written them out of the movie and I would have written out the Ackerman son and I would have had it every event is for a family of four enter Eddie who, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going to put him with you. And so instead of it being like, I'm intruding in your, it's more like, I'm kind of a tag along. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you feel bad for him because he's not there with his family. And he maybe like gives little clues as to like, they couldn't make it. And then the reveal later is like, my wife and I are actually taking time off because X, Y, and Z. Whereas now, instead of it being like, I'm imposing myself, because then, then I want to say almost everything, every line plays the same way. Like him saying to Tommy, do you always use your uh, cell phone at the dinner table? Like a more reserved version of that is really funny, Mm -hmm. you know, or like him surprisingly being really good at bubble ball and really aggressive is all of a sudden really funny. Mm -hmm. And then it breaks your heart later. So it's, I mean... It's not like an easy fix. It'd be a challenge to write, 
but I think it would have made for a better movie. Yeah, mm. I think what would be funnier is the man who comes to family camp that doesn't have a family. Yeah, like yeah, not not like. Well, no, be, and then it's super sad later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, family camp two. We need a family. We need a family. Two family, two, two camp. camp. Two camp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No family to camp. No family to camp. Um, yeah. I almost was kind of like rooting for him and his wife to split up. Sure. I was like, oh. yeah, leave him. If he's controlling, leave. <laughs> well, because she's so sweet and he's yeah. like a nightmare. And it's, I don't believe they're in love. I don't believe they're in love. No. So it's like, no. Bye. Like, it's hard with the kids. I get it. Well, again, it's like, it's the fireproof conundrum, isn't it? Because it's like, I'm not rooting for the marriage, but the movie is like, well, they're Christians, so clearly the aud- the audience is Christian, so clearly they're going to be rooting for the marriage, mm. where it's like, no, you have to show the marriage working in some capacity, or, in my version, you you don't see the wife, and maybe at the end it's like, you know, oh my gosh, them getting lost in the woods works, because you don't have to have the stupid reveal of like, I kept us lost in the woods because I was like that. Okay. So spoiler alert. audience. There we go. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. One of my big issues with the movie is so the main thrust of the movie is Eddie and Tommy get lost in the woods together and everybody gets really nervous and starts to look for them. And then after days of being lost in the woods, Eddie reveals I had a map and I knew the whole time and I was hoping that I could manipulate my wife into feeling bad for me so that she would be so happy when I got back that she'd forgive me for everything. First, that is like serial killer psycho mm-hmm. behavior. Even so for then, Eddie. Yeah, so then anything I had for that character, anything that I could maybe like, you know, kind of get to zero on is completely torn asunder at that point because I'm like, this man is insane. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you make, again, now my my alternative version, they legitimately get lost in the woods and they have to call his wife and she comes down, then when he comes out, they see each other, and he has that moment of, hey, I've realized I can be X, Y, and Z through this experience. Can you forgive me? Let's go to, you know, marriage counseling and and get this fixed. Because then mm. it makes it just makes more sense that way. Yeah. yeah. And I think adding the storyline of the son getting lost in the woods too, just doesn't, it's no. too much. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're really only focused on Eddie and Tommy. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say my hot take. Oh, sorry. Do you want to say first? Say your hot take, Hannah. Yeah, say it. Say it. Say it. My say hot it. take is that I wouldn't. I don't think it is un like that. It's not Christ-like if Tommy didn't get up and did his whole forgiveness spiel at the end of the thing at yeah. family camp. This is a man that puts you in legitimate danger. Mm-hmm. It's okay to never speak to him again, <laughs> and you can forgive him down the line privately without making it a public thing like mm-hmm. it, i don't think it's not christ-like to like not to to go your separate ways like, yeah because it wasn't like oh it wasn't that big a deal it's like we almost died yeah, yeah. you put me in danger. Yeah. you kind of kidnapped me yeah. like <laughs> well well here's my thing again i'm sorry to keep talking about my version that doesn't exist but the <laughs> the the wife then coming when she hears that her husband's in peril when he comes out he's like it was such a journey why did you come and she's like, you know, I'll always like come to, you know what I mean? Like mm. I couldn't just leave you. Then you then that like makes it a prodigal son allegory in a way. You Ooh. know what I mean? And like even that would be like then it's more layered and there's something to talk about. I feel like so I feel like this movie 
exists to be played on Friday night in your church's community hall. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think there's supposed to be a conversation after it. And again, I think that goes back to the movie, you know, has enough of its own message aside from the religious stuff. And again, like I was saying, I think that the movie it's not meant to be thought provoking or super compelling. And that's fine. That's okay. But you could have had, but there's a potential conversation that you could have had. And I think the beauty of comedy is that there's so much under the surface. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much, like, in the best comedy, there's so much more than just the jokes. Or there's the, you know, that, that moment was funny, but then I really thought about it. And, you know, I think that with another two passes at the script, the movie could have actually been something pretty special. Mm. Because I don't think that they're untalented actors. No, not at all. Yeah, there is something there, and that's and that's and that that's even more frustrating, right? Yes. It's like you were so close. Yeah, it's Jesus and the Pharisees. Like you're so close. Come on, like just <laughs> just just push them over the edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think too. Like, it brings up a conversation of does every movie, every Christian movie that's made to be shown in a church, need to have a conversation afterwards? Hmm. Like. Should it? Right. You know? Right. Or like, like, like what's, where's the line here? Because I think we're so used to it that we like need, you know, I'm expecting it. Mm -hmm. I was expecting it for this one. And if there's not one, which I don't know, I've not really done that research, but like, you know, like, I feel like now we're so used to like, here's the Bible study that you can do along with the movie. Like, Mm. so it's really like, as Zach says, like chopping up a like a movie into like like he always says this when we watch movies for the pod that like i feel like this scene could have just been like a five minute clip that we show before a sermon and then Mm. someone comes up and preaches on it like is that the norm now should it be the norm well i mean i don't know how to i don't really know how to say this because i feel like it's gonna fly in the face of everything i've said on this podcast for the last three years but if we're not for a christian movie if we're not going to have a conversation about it afterwards, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, I, and I'm trying to think, like, I'm genuinely asking, you know, like, and is it like so that we have something palatable and safe to show our community, which that's, you know, that's fine. That's okay. I think there's a lot of other movies out there that, you know, would be fine to show in your church fellowship hall that are as appropriate. So, for a Christian movie, if it doesn't end with us talking about, you know, Christ in our lives, then then what are we doing, you know? And yeah. and it's weird because I've said in the past, like, tell good stories. But again, like, when I go see a movie, whatever movie it is, most of the times my favorite thing is talking about it with Hannah on the drive home or, mm-hmm. or calling someone who already saw it or, you know, doing a podcast about a movie. Like, we love to talk about stories. Mm-hmm. So in church where it's about the community comes together and we grow together and we talk together. If you are making a movie specifically just for that crowd and there's nothing to talk about, then why are we doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I agree with, with that. Cause it'd be different if it's just Christians made a movie, but Christians make a Christian movie. Right. That's different. Those are different things. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. The more, I, yeah, like, yeah, because because on the other hand, I'm like, but then I go back and I'm like, 
but I'm sure that this that the four million dollars this movie made at the box office was churches like we're gonna go out and see the family camp movie, mm. and then everyone afterwards probably felt really good, and then got in their they car went to Sonic and went home and got a milkshake. Hey, oh, hey, they're living the dream. Then <laughs> live, live Godfellas recording at a Sonic. I would love that, but yeah, no, I like, need to like, drive a little one. We'll meet you halfway. Yeah, but it's like I remember I have this vivid memory in my brain of my mom taking the ladies group to see a walk to remember mm-hmm. and that in the theater and then afterwards they went to a diner and they had like questions like about okay now we're going to talk about like the movie and our faith like I remember I remember that I didn't go to the movie with them mm-hmm. I just remember being at the diner afterwards there's not that with this movie and again i think about bad movies that we've watched you know god's not dead i'm sure i'm sure that they had like a bring this to you you know go to the diner after the movie's over and have this discussion i'm sure that there are bible studies around that there's bible studies around risen which was not even made by the christians i don't think you know there's bible studies around the passion of the christ and i don't want to say the mark of a you know, Christian movie is that there's a Bible study around it, but what do we learn from this to be a better dad? Okay, I learned that from every movie in the 90s. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm sorry. I learned that from Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Hannah, learned that from <laughs> Finding Nemo. I, childless Zach. <laughs> yeah. I've learned it. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I like what is the point, but then what could the point be? I like. Not that it's it's sneaky, but um, if you do make it approachable, maybe this movie, once again, your uh, God's Not Dead professor is never going to go to Family Camp movie. But I feel like there's a bunch of Tommies who yes. did were dragged, dragged along. to this. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the message for them? I want to say this. His conversion scene, I thought was awful. I'm sorry, but the scene where he's tied to a tree because, by the way, uh, there's these guys who are looking for Bigfoot in the movie, and they have a TV show, and for some Slim reason, and beef, and for some reason, they're murderers, and they're and, also their shows got canceled, but they're still looking yeah. for Bigfoot for recreation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I'm like, you stole that jerk, for, that that jerk, you stole that joke from Brent Terhune, but um, okay, because he has a joke in his stand-up about like I want to. Or no, I forget if it was, I want to hunt for Bigfoot or I want to hunt for ghosts. Mm. And he's like, because that show's been going for nine seasons and they found no conclusive evidence, but they're still going. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like, that's a good bit. But uh, yeah, th- so there's these guys who like try to murder them. They try them to a tree. So the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot will find them or whatever. And then the Loch Ness monster. I don't know. I, that's not my thing. That's From not Scotland. My, fake stuff isn't my thing. I'm sorry. So so fake. Yeah. So so then uh, he has this moment where he's tied to a tree, and the fourth CGI beaver in the movie <laughs> starts to chew on the ropes, and Tywin doesn't realize it, and he has this moment of God. If you get me out of this, I promise I will serve you with everything. I and I was like, no. No, didn't need it. There was way too much CGI in this movie. In the first two hours of this movie, I thought that was funny. There we go. There it is. There it is. Yep. (laughs) There was too much. There was too much. CGI. Yeah. 
And again, need I remind us, this movie is two hours long. Mm-hmm. Which breaks the rule of every good summer camp movie. What Hot American Summer, 90 minutes. Heavyweights, 90 minutes. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, 70 minutes, I think. A week mm-hmm. away? How long is Let's that see. One? Well, that one's also a musical, so I feel 90 like... Minutes. 90 minutes! Even with music. Boom. Yeah, and like I'm thinking about the two hours, and I'm like, you could have like there was so there was so much fat. Boys, there was so much fat to be trimmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also think too that like the daughter stuff was I. You know what? I actually really liked. Here, here's a positive. Yeah, I liked that the dad wasn't so hung up on the daughter dating. Mm. Uh, That was a nice, like, refreshing, like, like non trope for once. Um, and that maybe the mom was struggling with like the daughter starting to, you know, want to be around guys rather than at home with her family. Um, I was like, okay, I like that. I did think, I thought that the scene where he says to her, don't be a tease was powerful because I have definitely heard many Christian guys say that before, not necessarily to me, but to friends. Like I, I think though, for the movie's sake, if they made him like, I felt like it came out of left field, which to be fair, is true for life like mm-hmm. because there's many guys that I feel like uh, for the female experience. The wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just Santa, think for like... I said oh, Santa, yeah. sorry. Hannah, uh, <laughs> but the, 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 the big part also I just want to add to make your point even more powerful is he says, uh, don't be a tease after this this girl's father has been lost for like two or three days and yeah, she's upset about crying. and all he wants to do is make out and he's like, well, don't be a tease. So that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. bad character. I, yeah, Please I refer just, to us as Xana from now on. Xana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think for storytelling purposes, like in the film that they needed to show a little glimpse of him, like as a bad guy leading up to that moment. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. he has a, I, he has a girlfriend back home and like, you see like I, messages. Mm. It's I, I, I commend the film for like relating to real life. I just think from a storytelling perspective. I actually mm, I think there might have been a way to do that where his villainy is more obvious on a second viewing. Because I really sure. did like that it seemingly came out of nowhere the first time. Ah, because the like you said, principle. Hannah. Well, yeah, because Hannah, I feel like gosh, how many people can say that that's their experience you know sure, yeah. I, I thought this was a good guy and then all of a sudden you know gosh yeah what a real experience for a lot of people and i think that there was a way to to do that but then but then i hate to say it then the movie has to be about that because that's mm. such a big topic Absolutely. that you that can't be the b storyline to my my dad is lost in the in the woods with a dope you yeah. know like well i also think like <laughs> Those kinds of people are a little more cunning than we give them credit for. So mm. I don't think in that moment he would have said, don't be a tease. I think it would have been when they found their dad and she was like, hey, we found him. Oh, congrats. He tries to kiss her. Mm. And then he's like, are you like. Well, well, here's when you, here's where you get into the Uncle Buck of it all. I think it is that scene where she's nervous about her dad and maybe he tries to kiss her. Maybe she lets him. But then he starts like getting a little handsy or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, but again, that's kind of why Uncle Buck isn't super fondly remembered because you have this A storyline about look at our goofy uncle. And then like, here's my boyfriend who's trying to sexually assault me. It's like, you know, like it's it's a tonal mess. So it's again, 
the movie can't be both. Mm. Absolutely. So then it's kind of like, well, then why did you bring it up? If you, you know, like it, it goes back to the what it, what do you want the audience to to walk away from this saying? You know, let's write mm. a movie about this this story because I think it'd be good. Yeah, mm. good points. Any other things? Before we close the hurt year in a two hour movie, I wish I had more than just like one of the characters really gets on my nerves and here's a few plot points that don't work. But I mean, I will say like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I chuckled a few times, mm-hmm. but this is kind of and Jimmy, I, I hope I'm not hurting your feelings when I say this. This is kind of my least favorite movie to watch. This is like it didn't make me so mad. Like, again, when I watched God's Not Dead, I was so mad, mm-hmm. I was taking notes, and I was thinking about all the things I was going to say on the show. Mm-hmm. When I watched Prince of Egypt or Last Temptation of Christ or The Chosen, I was like, oh, I can't wait to bring up this thing that I really like. This one, it just filled me with like indifference, and I was like... It was lukewarm. Yeah, exactly. It was lukewarm, and I was like, well, here's a couple things that I want to talk about, but overall, I was like, so much of the movie is just nothing. Mm, good point hannah any other well we're still in the hurt year um i do want to read one of my notes that i have um which is just no doctor says his house in a moment of danger (laughs) (laughs) he 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 literally saves the guy from choking and says he says a line that says his house and i'm like no that's no no that's good all right, and then one last, if we're getting into the nitpick uh, yes, territory, yes. not not tonal. Uh, we did mention, the listeners, uh, that a big chunk of the movie is uh, Tommy and Eddie, they're lost in the woods, and the son, Tommy's son, goes to look for him, and he also gets lost in the woods. Now, remember that little uh, trophy ceremony that we talked about earlier in the podcast? Well, yes. there is a trophy for the most brave person at camp. Now, given these details, listeners... <laughs> I ask you, yeah, who would you give the bravery award to? Would you give it to uh, person one, Eddie, who saved Tommy's life from choking in like the first 10 minutes of the movie? Sure, that's a great thing. Or the middle school boy who is lost in the woods looking for his dad with coyotes and bears in there. <laughs> the award goes to Eddie, who just performed the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> The guy who does his job. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't go to, it doesn't go to, uh, it doesn't go to Tommy's son. Here's, so that's, that's my other little nitpick and we'll do a little, what if we could cut this out if you like, what if, yes, what if Eddie, cause Tommy's still kind of fuming. I think he's like, kind of like, yeah. over, he just wants camp to be over with. He just wants to like, all right, we're going to wrap up and go home. What if, what if Eddie gets this bravery trophy? And Tommy knows that his son was out looking for him in the woods and got lost and could have been eaten by a coyote or a bear or whatever. He sees Eddie get the bravery award before Eddie even gets a chance to say anything. He stands up. He goes, you, you did this and blah, 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 blah. And outs Eddie in front of everybody. And I don't know where that goes, but it would have been more interesting. Yeah, because he's like, you, seriously, you get some of the Heimlich maneuver. My son, he was freezing in the woods during the night. I don't know. See, I would have gone Eddie you know, up there, and that's maybe his apology moment of, I can't accept this. Like, I was just doing what I'm trained to do, but there's someone who wasn't trained to, you know what I mean? And he's the one who went in looking for his father, you know, X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah, he mean girls is it, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's a piece of, yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Oh, that's so much better. See, this, and this is why scripts need more than one. I don't know how many writers were on the script, but yeah, a couple two. other pass-throughs. Was it just in-house? Yeah. The guys? Yeah. So, no, 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 it wasn't just the two guys. It was it was two other, um, I'm looking it up. Okay, it so was, there are four writers total. It was Brian Cates and Renee Gutteridge. But okay, not the skit guys. They didn't write it. I'm sure they. I'm sure they improvised quite a bit. But yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, wow, this conversation. So this movie than was like sold to them. <laughs> I guess so. Probably because yeah, I was thinking, and that totally takes away something that I thought early on, which was a fear. Since we're selling the hurt, the hurt, the hurt. What are we calling it? The hurt year. Um, it was. I thought I was afraid this movie was going to be a series of skits. Like the opening scene is church and uh, Tommy walks in right when the sermon's almost over. And that's kind of yeah. funny. And that's like a three minute church skit. And then like they're Kentucky driving Fred to camp. movie. Yep. And then the uh, driving on the way to camp, he kind of loses his temper. And that was like another little three minute church skit, which was funny. I was like, oh, no, this is just going to be skit after skit after skit. So interesting that right. they weren't credited as writers. Absolutely. You have another note on here, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. If we're talking about the love your wife like Christ loves the church resolution between Eddie and his wife, I'm not quite sure that really wraps things up because she wants a voice. And Hannah, you spoke so powerfully about like he he is controlling and he is all these things. And she's just like, I just want my voice. I think she needs like a little bit more. Like, how, how would you resolve that? That's a serious enough. Well, you know, as people know on the pod, like my, I don't want to say I'm an expert in relationships, but I have been trained. She on has been married for uh, 10 months now. <laughs> I did work in violence prevention and interpersonal relationships. Um, and, it, you know, this is a serious enough issue that I would consider it maybe not abusive. Uh, it can be. But in this case, I would say it's unhealthy. And yeah, it, it it's a very serious enough issue that I don't think just they can like kiss and make up. Like it's going to mm. take either ending the relationship or a lot, a lot of work and counseling to really move past this, especially with kids involved, because yeah. now you can't pour all of your attention on each other. You also have to take care of your family. So, you know, you think about those things. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, friends, uh, yeah, it is tricky. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's time to use our manners. All right. So uh, it is Friday night movie night, friends. I have uh, purchased Amazon Prime for them. That's not how that works. I'm putting on, <laughs> I'm putting on Family Camp on the projector in the in the Fellowship Hall, and we got a whopping donation of almost expired Lay's chips from the local grocery store. Yes, please, or no, thank you. Man, would you like some Who, Lay's chips? Who's going first? Hey, yeah, you go first, yeah. Hannah. I got to think about the analogy. Okay, I'll go. I'll go last. I think I'm going to go no thank you on this one. And I think what really just solidified my no was finding out that they weren't the writers on this. Because I had, yeah, there were moments I laughed, but I would say all in all, we talked at the beginning about cheesy Christian like writing in skits. And I felt like this was a little cheesy. 
in parts. Mm. And I was a little surprised, you know, when we talked about how the skit guys had been such, you know, like different writers and and holding themselves to a higher standard. Like, how could they write this? And now knowing, would it be, would it have been better if they wrote it? Like, I don't I know. So. Maybe, I, think, I think some of the things that we organically talked about, they would have talked to each other because they're, I'm assuming, pretty lifelong friends. Yeah, they've absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they've been friends since high school, right? Okay. Like, yeah, they've been they've been friends. Like, I think I think they could have. Uh, I think they could have written a better movie, and I do. I don't know. Again, there were there were parts I really liked. I liked what it had to say about. Um, the daughter dating and I, I you know I know I had some critiques but I still think the don't be a tease moment was powerful um, I liked Tommy and his family I um, yeah yeah so you know there were moments I liked but I think all in all the Eddie of it all too much for me too much for me to watch it again really mm. truly fair all right, so I'm going to uh, walk up to the refreshment table. I don't... If you would have asked me an hour ago, I think I would have said yes, but after talking about it for an hour, I think much like... Well, when you go to see a doctor or talk about nutrition with people, they talk about empty calories, right? And um, yeah, like, you could eat... 250 uh, 250 calorie snack uh, potato chips maybe not the best for you kind of empty or you could have like carrots and broccoli or like something like peanuts and something a little bit more substantial uh, yeah there isn't enough of a takeaway I think to justify eating it again am I mad that I watched it no there have been some things on this like a Samson where I'm like just angry that it took up two hours of my life but yeah this, it's kind of you that's, uh, <laughs> right. be, yeah so that's i don't know yeah, it was if, empty if we have a chosen jar we got to start a samson jar for jimmy samson. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tear these pillars down who will win i don't know i just Ooh. think it was i just think it's kind of a, a fun little bit now because i mentioned that i did like the movie one time to just increasingly uh, dislike that movie um but yeah it, it was empty calories for me i don't think it was harmful i think some of the messages could have been clearer and hey skit guys it was really enjoyable to watch write a movie take this and and write you could write you could write family camp again release it in 2025 and no one will notice and no one would notice no and it one would be, would be the wiser yeah and it would be a great movie you do a lot of the same beats. You take. We're Zach's available, idea. by the way. Yeah, you take Zach's idea. <laughs> Truly, he could, he could be a, a consultant and do the whole Eddie uh, tags along, and I think that would be really, really good. So, no, thank you, empty calories. But um, after I eat potato chips, I'm also not angry, so it's okay. Mm. Are you gonna offer me some chips, Jimmy? Oh, sorry, I've never passed out. <laughs> chips we forgot before. you were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zach says uh, Zach was uh, scrambling in the sound booth to get the sound working on the on the on the projection and all that stuff. So I'm sorry, I forgot you. I'm gonna bring you over the little the little bowl. It's purple and it has like those ridges. It looks almost like kind of a flower. Do you know that bowl that every person yep. has? I'm bringing I you do. that bowl full of uh, Lay's. There's an assortment. There's barbecue. There's uh, sour cream and there's salt and vinegar and a regular. How do you feel? Oh, you just you just changed the game when you, oh, when you said that there was an assortment. Now it's different. Uh, We're still almost expired. Or I felt cool. that I felt that Zach doing the sound making it work in my soul just like you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's what I'm gonna say. I've been 
going back and forth since we watched this movie on Wednesday about if I was going to land on yes, please, or no, thank you. Because I gave it a bad, you know, review on Letterboxd, and I haven't really been that nice to it on this episode. But as always, here is my wild analogy. The potato chips always come as like a side dish to like a cold sub. I don't like cold subs. Cold subs are not the sandwich for me. Um, sandwiches should be hot. I, so, that being said, there's been so many times where I've been at one of these events and they hand out the box lunch and I just eat the chips because even though I don't really like Lay's chips and they're kind of a little bland and flavorless, it's like, it's fine. We just uh, lost like, a sponsor. <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor the show, then Lay's, these are the best chips I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but... You know, generally, when I get that box, I'm just like, I don't want to eat any of this other stuff. I don't like cold subs. Actually, it saved my life one time. We were on a road trip. Everybody ate the cold sub and got sick. Not me. So, mm. so, so, it's so what you're saying things. is Lay's saved your life. Yeah, yes, it did. So, essentially, it's like, well, if a cold sub is Samson or God's Not Dead or uh, Only God Can, if, if a cold sub is that... And it's like, oh, I guess I could just eat these chips and be satisfied with that. That is exactly, you know what? That is exactly how I feel about this movie. It's like, I know it's not a full meal. And I know it's not maybe the best for me, like you were saying, Jimmy. But if I have to pick, I would rather this than the, you know, the the turkey sub that is only God can or Samson. Mm. So with that being said, I guess I'll say a timid yes, please. Thanks. All right. Mm. And I'm much like in the booth. But hey, yeah, once uh, much like the Lay's Chips, you don't actively go out and seek that. So when you right. go to a Friday night fellowship and they are playing family camp, you're like, oh, thank God it's not uh, cold turkey sub. Yeah, it would be like, oh, okay. Chips. I wouldn't yeah. be like, no! I think I think that's perfect. Yeah, you're not you're not actively going to seek it out, but you wouldn't mind watching it. I think if I right, could right. retcon my answer, I, I you said it better with the I didn't think that deeply into chips. I think you, you nailed it. Uh, that is beautiful. This is all I have is food. Jeez, <laughs> that's beautiful. You can do like uh, youth group games. That's time to play a game. Speaking of games, uh, yes. the games are. What do you got for us tonight? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. I thought it would be really fun because Jimmy brought up, uh, family camp stories. So, so we're going to rip off our friend Sam Moss's show, Youth Group Chronicles. And, uh, does anyone have any fun family camp stories before we sign off? Well, when we went to our family camp, I always looked forward to the kids meetings, which was, uh, in the afternoon, go to the pool. <laughs> so I literally went to swim. Hmm. Um, I do have another story. It's not a traditional family camp story. So when I spent the summer in Norway a couple of years ago, I uh, we were the guests at a camp that was basically run like a week long family camp. Um, and when we were there, I got to, to meet like a lot of uh, cool young adults like around our age. There was a team of us there and um, some of them, thankfully, who spoke English so we could, you know, hang out with them as well. And 
we were all kind of assigned to the different like clubs. Like in the evening, they'd split up everyone into clubs based on their age. So I was with like the teen club and one of the guys came up to me and he was like, hey, we're in for a treat tonight. And I was like, oh, nice. What are we doing? And he was like, you're not going to believe it. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're not going to believe it. And I was like, OK, what are we do? What are we doing? What are we doing tonight? And he was like, this is like your taste of home. We're going to watch every American's favorite movie. And I was like, oh, OK. And he was like, we're watching E.T. And I was like, great. I had not seen E.T. at this point in time. So I was like, yes, America's favorite movie, E.T. Baseball, apple pie, E.T. <laughs> Aliens. Which, like, I don't know. I feel like after talking to Zach about this, like, um, the other week, I feel like maybe Titanic would have been more of a marker of, like, an American film everyone likes. Which they wouldn't show at a teen camp, but like... I, I mean, if you asked me to make a list of like a hundred movies that I felt best represented like, America, I don't think E.T. would be on that list. <laughs> but the whole week, all, like everyone, everyone on staff there was like, E.T., we're watching E.T., like to me and the fellow Americans that were there with me, like, or would do like the E.T. phone home voice. So that's my family story. I am captivated by this story. Did you let the cat out of the bag that you had not seen it? Or did you kind of like feel the social pressure? Oh, like, gosh, oh I you. love E.T. You're like, <laughs> I think uh, I said, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. Whoa. yay! Like, not even yeah. knowing. They're like trying to give you Reese's pieces and you're like not getting yeah. it. You're like, what am I? Oh, no, I like, they're like, E.T.'s favorite. Like, oh, of course. E.T. Yeah. Yum, yes. Yes. We were there for like three weeks. So we watched E.T. like over a few dates naturally. Yeah. You know, okay. the clubs weren't that long, but like, <laughs> I was like, I'll say like, luckily there's no like big plot twist in E.T. where like true. Hannah would have been like, what, <laughs> what you know? is going on? <laughs> but I will say like, I feel like there are worse movies. I love E.T. I think it's a great movie. Well, it's a great movie. But yeah. I feel like there are worse movies to represent uh, America, America. Well, and that's the other thing too, like it's family friendly. Like, you know, they weren't yeah. getting in trouble showing like these teenagers from across the country of Norway like mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie. I want to go to the alternate timeline where it was like Mac and me <laughs> or um <laughs> or short circuit that would not knowing yeah. Hannah though I would love the version where they're like we're gonna watch every American's favorite movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hannah be like She's... oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been horrible that would have been bad I knew I know what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is I yeah. just not seen it right but too scary. Exactly. Too so, scary. Yeah, so you wouldn't have wanted to watch. That's that's the difference. It's like E.T. is like, again, anyone could watch that. Good luck now, lying they said about. Care Bears yeah. go to the mall. Right, right. <laughs> I'm right in. Up my alley. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. That's right. It, I'm trying to think. I don't like. It's not that I don't like family camp. It's I don't like spending weekends anywhere that isn't like my my apartment or like a friend's house Mm. you know i i don't like sleeping in in beds that aren't mine traditionally unless your name is james hughes and you have a lovely guest room in your house (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no like typically for the most part like if it's a camp if it's a camp bed like this is gonna this is gonna sound so like tommy-ish yeah this is gonna sound so tommy-ish but like if it 
I can't with like the camp beds. I'm I'm old now. Like mm. I can't do and I can't do the bunk beds and I can't do like the we are eight adult men all sharing one room and everyone is snoring. Like I I just I can't do it anymore. Mm. And so I've never really been a big fan of of you know men's camps or or even youth councils as a kid. So family camp was always best case scenario as a kid because at least I was sharing a cabin with like my family and you know that was a little more tolerable but the only story that comes to mind is there man i wish i could remember what their names were there was this dance troupe that was a family and they like had this whole bit where this is not even a funny story i don't know why i'm sharing it but <laughs> they were like a professional dance company and so everybody, of course, because it's the Christians, they're pulling out their phones and, and taking pictures of everything with a flash. And I'm like, you don't care that much. And there's this dance where they have a hoodie and they zip it up with each other and they kind of dance around. But then at one point, it's supposed to symbolize that the wife dies. And then it's just the guy with, with her empty hoodie. And to this crowd... It was like the funniest thing <gasps> in the world. Oh no. Like I very much didn't get that it was supposed to be serious because it happens very abruptly and it's supposed to like knock the wind out of you. And the whole place just <laughs> and like it was so bad that I actually got to meet those people years later. Like and I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember in 2011 when this happened. But I was in that crowd, and I felt so bad. And they were like, oh, yeah, like, w that was awful. <laughs> yeah, we remember that. So it's like, oh, I was at an event that made you rethink your career. <sighs> I feel great now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have much family camp experience. I've been to <laughs> one, two... Three and a half fish. So here's here's my story. Um, growing up in New Jersey, I'll I'll do a little fun. This is a two a two parter of a story. So we had family camp, but my church went just for like the Saturday one yeah. part. So people could say that whole weekend, uh, but we just went for the Saturday stuff. And I, I very much remember it was 2009 ish, maybe eight Ooh. between 2008 and 10, and the message was like. Okay, for the older people, and if you don't know about it, there's this thing called Facebook, and it's wonderful. Like, you can keep in touch with your children. You can look at pictures of your grandchildren. You can reconnect with people you went to high school with. You can do all these things and, and learn about the news, and this is going to, like, blow your mind. This is just, like, the coolest thing about being together. Fast forward to a family camp in 2015. Oh, and no. do you want to guess what the message is? Facebook is evil. Is the devil. That's right. Yikes. And like, look at all these awful things. So in like seven-ish years, it was just, I, I just think it was funny that like it went from like, this is going to blow your mind. This is going to change the world. And to, to delete it now, take a fast, you know, maybe it's not that great. So right. That's just humorous to me. Right. Okay. That doesn't remind me. I have one more story. Do it. So this is, I want to say 2011 or 2012, where I became like an adult 
who was living with my parents and the transition from like I'm my parents kid to like I'm another adult who like I can have a real conversation with my parents is like oh this is the first memory I have of that but I was sitting in a family camp meeting and it was one of those ones where like they started late and then everybody went over with testimony time and the worship went too long. So by the time it was that the, was, the person was getting up to preach, we were already like 45 minutes, like we were running 45 minutes late. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where like people are leaving, people are on their phones, people are just checked out. And this lady goes like, let's say that that this camp became a war base right now. Because all the Christians had been thrown into jail, and this is and this was our refuge, and was like laying out, like, so some of us would hide here, and some of us would hide here, and some of us would be over here, and like this whole thing. I don't remember the sermon. I just remember that she said that like the staff lounge seemed like a good place to hide from like these fictitious like army dudes who were gonna arrest us for being Christians, right? So I, I like kind of walked out and, you know, at that point I'm like, well, my parents are ministers, so they're going to agree with everything that every minister ever said. Right. And my mom just going like, what was that lady talking about? <laughs> and me going, oh, <laughs> oh, good. Now I can, now we can make jokes. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's right. I hope, hope entering a war zone. Yeah. That was, I mean... Family camp is, it's hard. It's a hard event to do, especially like when it's just a weekend. Cause I don't know, the older I get, I'm kind of like, how do people, how do you get people to go? But it's also just so not my vibe. And I think that it's like understanding the people who want to go to family camp are always going to have a good time. You know, they're always, cause there's just people who enjoy being in the outdoors or who enjoy, you know, that sense of community me you know give me a cold drink and a tv and we're good mm-hmm. so i think you know it is one of those things where different strokes for different folks you know and if you like family camp that's cool and if not come over to my house and i'll make you spaghetti and we'll play villainous <laughs> the best spaghetti and the best stir fry <laughs> well thank you You've, oh yeah you have had my stir fry mm-hmm. haven't you uh-huh. that was fun that was the last meal Jimmy had at my apartment, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right after or before he got commissioned. Mm-hmm. Right after, right after, right before we uh, left, like moved out. Yeah, yeah like this little. Yeah. yeah, there was an extended and unexpected stay. Yeah, yes. 20, 2020, What a fun year. Twenty twenty. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's that is. All we've talked about family camp, we've talked about the highs, we went to the trophy ceremony, and we talked about the lows and spent some time in the hurt here. At the end of the day, it's potato chips, you know, it's not gonna kill you. It's also a, a good, it is a great Friday night fellowship movie. It's inoffensive, and once again, it's not like gonna radicalize or um, make if you were to bring an atheist friend or family member to bring come along to see it. It's not going to make them feel bad or, or left out. And it's a great movie to invite the Tommies in your life. The ones that maybe, you know, come to church maybe only like on Christmas or Easter and maybe have them watch it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a movie and it is something that we watched. 
Anyways, we're going to wrap it up. I've been Mr. Jimmy. I've been Mr. Zach. And I've been Miss Hannah. Yeah, two by two. Two by two.